How many know he won't fail you? Tell somebody you can count on the Lord because he will not fail you nor forsake you. How many got that testimony today? That God has been faithful, that God has been on time, that he'll show up when you least expect it. That's the kind of God we serve. Come on, give God another good hand clap. Amen, because you have found him faithful. You have found him just. Amen. I, I like to call him, amen, just because he's always just in time. Come on, give God another good hand clap, praise. Amen. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. I don't know about you, but he's up to something. Come on, tell your neighbor. Neighbor, he is up to something. Amen. That's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps me expecting. That's what keeps me talking faith because I believe that God is up to something. Come on, tell your neighbor when you least expect it. Amen. God will show up and show out. I wish I could get a praise in the building. Amen. To let somebody know, amen, that he's on the throne and he's still in charge. How many knows that he's still in charge? Amen. Whatever you stand in need of today, I want somebody out there on Facebook, amen, Twitter, and all them venues to know that God is mindful of you. Amen. When you understand that God is mindful of you, there is a joy, amen, and there is an expectation of hope. Amen. And so I come and stand before you today to share just a few moments. Notice I said a few moments. Amen. amen. I'm not going to preach to you all day. Amen. But I'm going to share, amen, a brief word to empower, to encourage, and to strengthen somebody out here who needs a word from God. I wish there was somebody in the building that need a word from God. Amen. No sense in coming to church if you don't expect a word from God. Amen. And I believe that God, amen, is still on the throne and capable of bringing a word that will manifest into the natural realm. Amen. How many believe that on today? Amen. We are in the process of celebrating on this 4th of July, amen, where America is known around the world, amen, as a place you can believe in dreams. Amen. Amen. Folks are coming from all points of the world, sacrificing their lives, trying to get to America because America is known for freedom. Amen. In 1776, America declared that it wanted its freedom from Great Britain. Yeah. Amen. And that's why we celebrate Independence Day. Yeah. Amen. There was a desire. There was an unction. There was a, a hope to be free from the British rule. And so, therefore, it became a reality. Yeah. Don't tell your neighbor, neighbor, dreams are made possible. Yeah. Amen. Dreams are made possible yeah. if you can only believe. Amen. Dreams can become such a reality that it has the power to make people risk their lives. Amen. They, they go into ships. They get into uh, long caravans of, uh, of tractor trailers. I mean, they, they literally, amen, allow their dream, amen, to motivate them to go beyond the limits. Right. 
And that's what dreams will do, amen, if you will hold on to your dream and refuse, amen, to let the harsh realities, amen, limit your expectation. Amen. But the question is, amen, as much as people may go to the risk of, of uh, giving up their lives for their dreams, on the other hand, there's some people whose dreams have been shattered. Dreams because of the harsh realities, because of failure, because of disappointment, because, amen, what they expected never happened, and, and some turn into drugs and alcohol and all kinds of lascivious living because they have lost what? Their dream. Amen. And we see as young people, as they're growing up, amen, they have all kinds of desires in life. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking about you right now. Amen. When you, amen, were young, there was times when you might have been a little girl and played with dolls, seeing yourself as mothers and taking care of your family. Amen. The young boys growing up playing war games and believing that they were going to save America. Come on, somebody. Amen. Only to have their dreams dashed. By the fact of reality, amen, when they got out here and began to have to labor and began to have to work and began to hear the word no, I wish I could get somebody to say hallelujah, amen. And so this is why, amen, we come up with this statement to say, why should I dream? Why should I dream when things don't seem to measure up? When every time you make one step, you hear the old cliche, you make one step and you get pushed back two steps. Amen. This is enough to cause you, amen, to want to stop trying. Amen. You, a student will go to school and keep failing. And, and because of failure, they began to get discouraged and drop out. Why? Because they lose their dream. Amen. We know that dreams are significant in our lives. Because sometimes God has to communicate to us through dreams because we're too busy when we're woke. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you're too busy, you're just too busy. God is, amen, not able to speak to you because you have crammed your day, amen, with such business of importance that you think is more important, amen. And the Bible declares unto us that dreams are the business of the day, amen. Whatever you consume yourself with, whatever worries you have on your mind, amen, they can turn into the dreams and either torment you or bless you, amen. But the question is, why should I dream? When it seems like things aren't going my way. I wish I was talking to somebody on Facebook. I wish I was reaching somebody in YouTube. I wish I was talking to somebody on Twitter. But most of all, I wish I'm talking to somebody in the house. Amen. That God wants you to dream. Even though, amen, sometimes you say, why should I continue on? Why should I dream? Well, I'm so glad you had that puzzling statement. Because I come today to illuminate somebody's mind regarding the gospel story and the privileges that are, amen, destined to be a part of your life. If you will allow yourself to be persuaded, come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you got to persuade yourself. The reason I say you got to persuade yourself is because the greatest voice you'll ever hear is your own. 
Amen. People can talk to you all day, but after they finish talking to you, you go and you have your private conversation with yourself. Come on, somebody. And you got to tell self, self, obey God. Come on, tell your neighbor, obey God. God got, amen, something great in store for those that will li listen to him, those that would humble themselves. Amen. God is mindful of you. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is mindful of you. Amen. He knows everything that is going on in your life. Why? Because the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. Ah, come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, God got his eyes on you. Amen. He knows what you are dealing with. He knows what you are going through. He knows your ups and downs. You, know, you need to know that God is everywhere all at the same time. And the Bible lets us know that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears and his what? His ears are open upon your cry. I know the devil will try to make you think God don't hear you. I know he'll make you try to think God ain't moving on your behalf. But I'm here to tell you once again that the devil is a lie. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, the devil is a lie. God has a fine-tuning ear even to your whisper. Ah, could I get a holler in the building? Amen. God is able to hear the whisper of your heart. Amen. It don't even have to come verbally out your mouth. God, ooh, good God Almighty, he hears your cry. Amen. His ears, amen, he sees you and he hears you. Amen. His ears are open unto you to do what? To rescue you out of your situation. Yeah. To rescue us out of every dilemma. Come on, somebody say every dilemma. Yeah. Woo, not just some, not just partial. He's here to deliver. He is known as a God of deliverance. Come on. How many know he's a God of deliverance? And he will deliver you. Not only will he deliver, he'll allow all of us to come into his presence. That's why we can come boldly upon his throne of grace and be privileged with his presence. Oh, I wish I could get a praise right there. Tell your neighbor you need to recognize how privileged you are. To know that a God that sits high but looks low allows you the privilege to come into his presence. Allow you, come on somebody, allow you to come upon his royalty. Amen. Allow you and I to be called sons and daughters. Amen. Why should you dream? Bible declares in Psalms 34 and 15. Amen. That his eyes are on everybody. And then he comes back in verse 17 and he says, the righteous cry. And what? And what? And what? And what? And what? And the Lord heareth. Come on, somebody. And might deliver. No, it didn't say might deliver. It said deliver them out of all their troubles. Woo! Why should I dream? Because you have a God that won't fail you. I believe the choir sung a song, he won't fail you. Come on, tell somebody, witness to him right now, he will not fail you. My, 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 my. Sometimes God don't fix things the way you see it. And see, that's the thing that trips a lot of folk up is because God don't do it the way you think it ought to be done. And God don't show up when you think he ought to show up. But I have an on-time God. He's an on-time God. 
Oh, yes, he is. Tell somebody he's an on-time God. He'll show up right on time. He'll break through in that moment. Even when God is late, he still shows up on time. You can ask Mary and Martha, God, when he shows up late, he's still on time. He, they said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, but he's here now. Come on, give him praise. He said, deliver the, the righteous. Who are the righteous? I want to ask a question there. Who are the righteous? The righteous are those that trust the Lord. Amen. And submit it to kingdom agenda. Let me say that again. It's not righteous and do your own thing. It's righteous in submission to the kingdom agenda. When you are submitted to the kingdom agenda, you open up spiritual, amen, assistance that's beyond your comprehension. Hey, oh, I wish I could get a praise in here. Amen. The Bible declares, amen, that when the children of Israel were facing a war, the Bible says that the, 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 the mulberry trees began to make noise and shift. Why? Because angels were on the run. When you are in trouble, God dispatches help. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, God dispatches help. Amen. In the time of your situation, in the time of your trouble, he will show up. Can I get a witness? Amen, God. Amen for the righteous. When you have his agenda on your mind, he is, amen, a present help. And he will fix it. Tell your neighbor, he will fix it. The Bible declares that Amen to those that are submitted that the activity of heaven is on your behalf. In Psalms 34 and 18, the Bible says, and the Lord is nigh them that are of a broken heart. Amen. And save as such, amen, as be of a contrite spirit. Now, it's in this moment. I need you to hear me. It's in this moment that most people may give up. I see it in the saints today. They have situations coming at them back to back. And the next thing you know, they fall off. And then they make excuses talking about, I still love the Lord. No, you didn't. No, you don't. Because now you have dropped off your activities. You done dropped off your commitment. You have stopped doing what God had you to do in the very beginning. Oh, I wish I could get somebody that's on fire for God. Amen. And can stay on fire. Somebody need to call the fire department because there's a man on fire. I wish I could get some help in this building. Tell your neighbor, stay on fire. Amen. They get broken. They get discouraged. And they say, why should I come to church? I'm just taking off a little bit, amen, so I can regroup. That's the wrong decision because the devil isolates so he can assassinate. And the more you stay out of the activity, the easier it becomes. Amen. You'll get to the point where you'll become numb to the presence of God. You'll get to a place where it doesn't matter whether you come or whether you go. Amen. That's the strategy of the devil because he always tries to get a sheep to wander off from the flock and they be Become the victims of the enemy. It's in these moments. It's in these moments when you began to lose dream. 
you began to lose your inspiration. And I always say where there is no passion, you don't have no permission. You got to have passion to finish this course. You got to have passion to keep on running. You got to have passion to keep your hope alive. You got to have passion to fight troubles that come in your way. I wish I could talk to somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't lose your passion. Because the moment you lose your passion, you lose permission. And without permission, you won't overcome. So therefore we see it's in this moment of despair, even though God says, I'll be right there. But because you lock into the natural, rather than believing God in the spirit, you lose your dream. I've called people, say, I haven't seen you in a while. I encourage folk by sending notes. But let me tell you something. We can only do so much. You got to make up your own mind. Tell three people around you right now, you got to make up your own mind. Because no matter what people do or say, the ball still rests in your court. I wish I could talk to somebody. I want to talk about a young man who, amen, had a dream. Uh, some of y'all might be thinking I'm talking about Martin Luther King. But I'm talking about the mighty man called Gideon. The Bible says, amen, in Judges chapter 6, verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Gideon and said unto him, The Lord is with you, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God will come to you and talk to you about your dreams. Here, come, preacher, and talk to you about your dream. Uh, where, do you, where, where you get that from, sir? I, I, I get it from this verse right here. Amen. God, amen, is dealing with Gideon because I believe that while Gideon was growing up, he would often have moments where he would begin to dream. He would begin to envision himself fighting against armies. Amen. I believe he had man-made swords and would go out in the yard and, and act like he was fighting the enemy. Why? Because the Midians, amen, had taken rule over Israel. And they were looking for a deliverer. And I believe that Gideon was fighting, amen, as a young man, believing that one day when I grow up, yeah. oh, anybody ever had that when you were growing up? Yeah. One day when I grow up. Yeah. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And, and I believe that Gideon was excited about the fact that he would stand on top of a sand hill and declare as he raised his fake sword and say, amen, we won. And he would have these dreams because he was believing in his hope. But something happened. Look at your neighbor and neighbor. Sometimes things happen. Oh, but you got to keep your dream alive. Uh, I tell you, never you got to keep on dreaming. I know sometimes it get tough and it get rough, but you got to keep on dreaming. Sometimes the doctor come in and say the wrong thing, but you got to keep on dreaming. Sometimes the spouse act crazy, but you got to keep on dreaming. Sometimes the job will give you a pink slip, but you got to keep on dreaming. Sometimes your friend will turn around and stab you in the back, but you got to keep on dreaming. Tell your neighbor you got to keep on dreaming. Don't you dare stop dreaming. 
every time you turn around, dream of something greater. Amen. As long as you can do it, then it ain't God. But when you can dream above your own ability, when you can dream upon your own strength, amen, then you know you invited God to be a part of your dream. Amen. Why should I dream? Uh, Gideon got to the point, if you look at this verse, amen, in Judges 6.13, you'll see the discouragement in his voice. Gideon said unto the Lord, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us. See, that's the question right there. That's why many people start, amen, backing up off of ministry, backing up off the anointing, backing up off their call, getting slack in their servitude, amen, starts picking other options and still try to pretend that they're still on fire. But the devil got you deceived. The devil got you tricked. The devil got you right where he wants you. Amen. Not hot, but mm, I was cold. Said, if the Lord was with us, why then is all this befallen us? I want to tell somebody right now, some of your trouble is to deliver you. I know that's kind of hard to understand, but some of your troubles are designed to deliver you. What do you mean? The Bible says Jesus learned obedience by the things in which he suffered. There's some things that God will allow loose in your life to put you in the right direction, to put you in the proper view, amen, to stop making everything about you and make it about him. And so Gideon in this moment of despair, he says, if the Lord be with us, then why is all this happening? And where are the miracles which our father? Now, check it out now. Amen. When I was a young lad, he said, amen, we talked and we began to envision how God parted the Red Sea, how God defeated Pharaoh and his army. We began to dream about, amen, the power of a living Christ. We began to believe that God can do anything but fail, but then life happened. Your neighbor, neighbor, has life ever approached you? Uh, has life ever met you at the crossroads of your decision? Has life ever smacked you and you went into a daze? Has life ever met you and then confused you and you felt like giving up? Well, we see here as he's talking, he said, where are those miracles? He said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord hath what? Forsaken us. Uh-huh. And delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. His mind was defeated. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, 99.9 of your failure will stem from your thinking. Stinking thinking. Stinking thinking will corrupt your sanctified life. I wish I could talk to somebody. Tell your neighbor, if you correct your thinking, you'll change your outcome. That's all you got to do is change your thinking. Because the environment around you, amen, may never change. But if you change, uh, the Bible says, amen, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And here we see that Gideon began to have the framework and the mentality of defeat and failure. 
Have you ever been around people that, that, that they ain't never got nothing good to say? They ain't never thinking about what could happen. They just talk about what did happen, and it doesn't seem to ever be favorable on their behalf. But God is not a God of failure. He is not a God of defeat. He's not a God of fear. He is a God of success. He's a God of power. He's a God of an anointing. And if you trust him, he'll break every yoke. Won't he do it? God couldn't get his vision. I need y'all to hear this. God couldn't get his vision or his dream through Gideon because his mind had been hardened against the harsh realities of his experience. God can't get through to some of us because we're thinking more about problems than we do his promises. And when we start thinking on that spectrum, God can't flow through us because we're consumed by the natural and the spirit is under lockdown. So God couldn't get his vision. He called Gideon a mighty man. Look at your neighbor and said, neighbor, you are mighty. Come on, some of y'all ain't talking to nobody. Amen. You're trying to keep all this stuff to yourself. But you are mighty. Come on, prophesy to somebody and tell them, you are mighty. You're mighty. And you're not mighty alone. You're mighty with God. You're not mighty alone. You're mighty with the anointing. You're not mighty alone. You're mighty because of Christ. Amen. You're mighty. Good God Almighty. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Gideon represents so many people. Amen. So many people with the same outlook. The Lord, amen, is not present. Seems like I'm going through something. Pastor, seems like I'm always going through. But then go through and hush your mouth and get through it quick. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, go ahead and get through it. Since you're going through. Don't stop and take a break. Don't stop and take a snack. Don't stop and look at the scenery. Hurry up and get through. Now, my God, because every time you come out, you're going to be different. Every time you come out, you're going to have some power. Every time you come out, you're going to have more wisdom. You're going to have more understanding. You're going to have, amen, a strength that nobody can tell you because you don't made it through. Tell your neighbor, I made it through. Amen. He, he, why should I dream? You should dream because God wants you to dream. Tell your neighbor because God wants you to dream. In the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 19, the Bible says, amen. See what I've given you. <laughs> Count your blessings. Yes. Count them one by one. Yes. Count your blessings. I know I said it wrong, didn't I? See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. But instead of you doing that, count your problems. See how big they are. Count your troubles. See how low you are. Count your situations. You will never get out. Count your problems. Be miserable all day of your life. <laughs> Tell your name and rewrite your songs. Re rewrite your songs. That don't sound like God. Come on, tell you that. That don't sound like God. 
Victory is mine. Victory is mine. That's the kind of song we need to sing. I wish I could talk to somebody. See what I've given you. Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. Somebody say every assault. Huh? It doesn't mean that they won't try, but you'll have the power to overcome. Says so no one can put a hand on you. <laughs> but because life, life's impact, God's word is rejected. Where, if God was with me, why I'm going through this? If God had all power, why is this situation? If God loved me, why did I lose my loved one during the pandemic? There is no God. And look at your neighbor and say, that's right where the enemy want your mind to stay. That there is no God that's capable of helping and delivering. I wish I could talk to somebody. And so they reject God and they start walking in the natural man. And as long as you walk in the natural man, you can never find agreement with the power of a living God. Amen. Jesus talks to the woman at the well and says, those that will worship me are going to have to worship me in spirit and in truth. The truth is God is able. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, why should I dream? So we see here in Matthew 13 and 58, and the Bible says, and he did not many miracles because, somebody say because, of their unbelief. Here you got the power of God present. You got Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Tiskanu, Jehovah our righteousness, and yet he could not do what he wanted to do because they stopped dreaming of his ability in them. I wish I could talk to somebody. The natural reality prevented them from receiving what God had to offer. I want somebody to get this message. I want somebody to get this, what God is saying today, is that you got to stop letting your natural man make you void of what God got for you in the spirit. Because if you ever release the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you, amen, you are a tabernacle housing the power of God. And if you can change your mind, the power of God will resurrect. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. God was there. They sing the song, he was there all the time. Dwelling right inside you. Waiting for an opportunity for you to believe. Waiting for you to trust him. Reaching out in the Holy Ghost. I wish I could talk to somebody. And because it was God that gave this supernatural dream to his submitted servants. He'll give you a dream. Tell your neighbor, he'll give you a dream. I wish I could talk to somebody. He asked Daniel. Daniel, in, amen, in chapter 2 of 28. But there is no, but there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Somebody say, God got a dream for you. Yes. Are you ready to dream? Come on, ask your neighbor. Come on. Even talk to our, talk to our visitor back there. Say, are you ready to dream? You ready to dream? God got some stories to tell you. And then you got to shake off your natural mind. Because some things God will tell you will blow your mind. 
some, some things would be so unbelievable that the only way you can hold on to it and harness it is that you got to live in the word of God. Yeah. I wish I could tell somebody, come on and live in the word of God. He tells the king, he said, king, I want to tell you something. It is God that reveals the, 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 the information that is locked up into your dreams. He said, the dreams that you have and the visions upon your bed, they didn't just happen. God's trying to talk to you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God's trying to say something to you this morning. Why should I dream? Uh, let me tell you something about answered dreams. You got to learn how to be able Amen, to be mentally tough. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, this Christian walk is not designed for children. You got to have some mental toughness. Some of y'all was crazy as bed bugs being in the natural. Fight and shoot folk, cuss folk out, slap people before they could get the word out their mouth. Come on, some of you were so crazy out there. And now you get into the Holy Ghost. You get into God's house and now you can't stand somebody looking at you wrong. You complain about somebody didn't say something to you. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. Ezekiel points out to us that we need to learn how to be able to have mental toughness. God wants you to have it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God wants you to have some mental toughness. Stop being an old wimp limp. Come on, somebody. Tell you never stop being an old, old wimp limp. Ezekiel 3.9 tells us. In Ezekiel, he says, I have made your forehead like a diamond. What is he talking about? He ain't talking about his natural forehead. He said, I, I'm, I, I'm breathing an inspiration of Commitment. I'm breathing an, a, a, a breath of inspiration that you will become unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. I am breathing into you a mental toughness that no matter how much they come against you, you won't lose focus on who called you. I wish I could talk to somebody. Tell you never, man didn't call me to this. It was the Holy Ghost. Said, Amen. Harder. Than a stone. Tell your neighbor that's why I don't quit. Oh, I, I, I feel the effects of my enemy. But it does not make me change my mind. For God I live. And for God I die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Esther cried out to the people. If I perish. Come on somebody. Everything ain't always peaches and cream. But if I perish. Amen. Everything ain't going my well. But if I perish. Guess what? I'm going to see the king. Don't be afraid of them and don't shrink back away from them because they are a household of rebels. Stop talking about people who are always giving you a problem. They, that's their nature. Tell your neighbor, have you ran up against any of those? No matter how much you smile and no matter how nice you are, they still, amen, irritate, try to irritate you. Go on and buy them some flowers. Go on and get them a card and say thank you. Go on and write them a letter and say, you're such a blessing. Go on and get on their nerve in the Holy Ghost. I wish I could. He calls. Did the Bible not say he calls upon their heads? Go on and be extra nice. Go out your way and mess that trip up. Mess around and get them delivered and saved. That before they can get to you to do something crazy, amen, they'll remember all the gifts you gave them. I 
wish I could get somebody to obey that, that directive. Look at what he says. Amen. According, he said here, listen, he said they're rebels because of other people's lack of faith. Now, I need, to, I need you to lock into this. Uh-huh. Just because of the lack of faith and confidence that other people Im imitate, don't you follow suit. Keep your dream alive. The more they say you can't do it, you should be that much more determined to make sure it does happen. They always talk about I did this and I did this and I did that. You know what I always tell people? If it's not the truth, keep doing what's right. God will reveal the truth after a while. But don't you. Mm, I hear it in the Holy Ghost. Don't you come down to their level. Look at your neighbor and say, don't come down to their level. Come on, you need to look at somebody and say, don't come down to their level. You might have to bite your tongue till the blood run out, but don't you come down to their level. God got a backup, and you are a mighty man. You are a mighty woman. And if you keep your dream alive, everything he promised, it shall come to pass. Look at Paul. Tell you that you're going to have to have mental toughness now. No matter how much I preach to you, and I'm doing the best I can, but no matter how good I am or not, it ain't going to make a difference if you ain't made up your mind. But look at what Paul, Paul demonstrates to us the strength that is needed. Because when I look at Paul's mental toughness concerning his mental image, notice what I just said, mental image. What is your mental image of you? I didn't say your natural image. Your nat natural image might not look that good. But I want to know what is the image that you see of yourself. Do you see yourself as a victim or do you see yourself as a victor? Do you see yourself overcoming or you see yourself always being beneath? You got to have a good mental image. Look at what Paul says. As Paul dreamed of doing the works of God, but Paul had to overcome mental challenges. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, no matter how anointed you are, you got to learn how to overcome some of your mental images. Whew. I'm preaching whether you know it or not. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 9, wait a minute, where am I at? Ephesians first. Let me read Ephesians. Wherefore, I was made what? A minister. According to the gift and the grace of God given unto me. What? Given unto. What? Given unto me. Huh? Huh? Listen to what it says. Given unto me by the effectual work of God's power. Now, what am I saying here? God has given all of us an opportunity to be his mouthpiece, to be an icon to be a source, a source of strength. But if you don't overcome your mental image, what all God wants you to do, you will become inadequate. How can we help the world when you still need help yourself? Oh, high five your neighbor in the spirit and say, I got that, I got that, I got that. If the enemy's always overcoming you because you don't believe in your dream. How are you going to become effective in the kingdom? Why should I dream? Paul had to overcome mental, amen, images in his mind. In 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, for I am what? The least of the apostles. Look at that image. Stop counting yourself out. Come on, tell three people around you. 
Stop counting yourself out. Stop counting yourself out. Stop counting yourself out. Oh, yeah, you, didn't, you, didn't, you wasn't a perfect example. No, you, you didn't have a perfect pedigree. No, you didn't grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth. Yeah, you might have grew up in a drug den. You might have had, amen, crazy parents. But let me tell you something. Get rid of the image and receive the image of Christ. Yeah. Wish I could talk to somebody. Look at what he said. He said, for I am the least of the apostles, and I am not meet to be called an apostle. Look at the image. Look at the image he had. But he had to do what? Stop depending on what it was and start believing what it could be. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I got a dream. Come on, tell somebody, I got a dream. And I refuse to turn it loose. Somebody might say, well, why you want a dream? Look at, look at all your circumstances. Look what you've been through. Look how you're still crying. Look how things ain't still right. But you ought to still tell them, I'm still going to keep dreaming. Paul not only had this image of himself. In 1 Timothy 1.15, the Bible says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, and it made me qualify. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and said, neighbor, he picked the worst for me to be the best. Come on, somebody. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor. He picked the worst that I might become the best. He said, for I was the chief of sinners. But because God came into my life, I refused to stop dreaming. I became the best of all the apostles. I wrote over two-thirds of the Bible. I did more work than them all together. Why? Because, mm, because I dared to keep on dreaming. I dreamed of doing a service for God. I dreamed about being able to carry the gospel. I did it the wrong way, but now God showed me the right way. And guess what? Because he showed me the right way, I walked therein. And guess what? Things began to happen. Give God a good praise. Right Why should I dream? You should dream because your life is going to become what you envision it to be. I don't know about you, but I... I refuse to settle for less. Come on, say it out loud. I refuse to settle for less than what God expects me to have. He expects me to be on the mountain. He expects me to be more than a conqueror. He expects me to be him in the earth. He expects me to walk around like my head up. He expects me to be able to touch lives. He expects me to speak the word and the word only. He expects me to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He expects me to speak life and not death. Come on, tell you that, but he expects it. Why should I dream from a young lad to who I am now? Amen. From being a young lady to who you are now. Some of you couldn't even imagine you carrying the gospel. Some of you couldn't even imagine walking around sharing the good news. You don't know what your future holds. But guess who knows all about your tomorrow? He's a God that controls everything. He's a God that says, I'll be with you even when the world turns against you. I'll stand and fight for you. Dream the dream of understanding God will never Leave you. Come on, give God a good hand. 
why should I dream? I'm going to keep dreaming because I believe there's still more. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I, I still believe that there's more. I still believe there's more. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it entered in the hearts of man the things that God, the things that God, the things that God, the things that God, the things that God has in store. I wish I could get somebody to prophesy in here now. Well, if you don't want to prophesy, I prophesy over you. There's some things coming in your life. There's some things coming in your direction. There's some power that's coming alive. And the best is still yet to come. Everything he promised going to come to pass. Come on, somebody say, everything he promised going to come to pass. And to God be the glory. Give him a praise right there. And to God be the glory. And to God, somebody say, and to God be the glory. Here to tell somebody, Without Jesus, everything that I shared would not come to pass until you give him your life. I present this altar call to say to somebody, there's a supernatural God that's waiting his turn to be the God of your life. Let him be the God of your life today. Somebody's broken. Somebody's discouraged. Somebody's been disappointed beyond belief. You might have been raped. You might have been sodomized. You, you, all these damnable things that could have happened in your life and broke your spirit, broke you to the point where you didn't believe that there was even a God. But I want you to dream again. You say, Pastor, but why should I dream? Nobody believes in me. Well, I want to tell you the devil is alive. God believes in you. I'm thinking about the woman at the well. She had been through so much in her life to the point she just cast aside all expectation. But when she met Jesus, <laughs> when she met Jesus, and Jesus told her all about herself, guess what? She didn't lie. She didn't say it didn't happen. But she was honest in the presence of God. And God turned around and allowed her to become the first evangelist to talk about a man that knew all things. I want to tell somebody, I don't care where you came from in your status of life, that if you would trust God and just give him your life, he'll make everything brand new. You say, well, Pastor, I see people say he'll make everything brand new, but it seems like everything still remains the same. Let me tell you something. Sometimes it may not be the outside that will change, but it'll be the inner dwelling of the presence of God that will make all the difference in your life. If I've appealed to you and you've consciously heard the presence of God, I want to give you the opportunity to give Jesus your life. I want you to just simply repeat after me, Jesus, I believe that the word of God is literally the breath of God. I ask you now to breathe on me as you did in the days of the apostles. You breathed on them and they received the Holy Ghost. 
Today, I want to receive your son as my Savior. I believe that you said in your word, if I would believe in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, you said I would be saved. And today, I declare that. I declare your son. I believe in my heart. And so, therefore, my issue of being a sinner, this day is now over. If you meant that prayer, Come on, give God a good praise. I now want to pray a prayer for you and for these under the sound of my voice that you are in the presence of a loving God. And despite all odds against you, if you will cast your cares upon him because he cares for you, he'll work all your situations out. Be patient because patience has its great worth. And it'll bring you to a place where you'll want no good thing. Let me pray upon you right now. And these that are in the midst of this building, I pray this prayer over you as well. Father, we thank you that you have put a charge and a spirit of desiring to see you manifest your love even the more in our present world. Father, we thank you for being a God that cares, a God that hears, a God that sees and a God that allows us to come into your presence. Father, right now, I pray for those that are weak. I pray for those that are going through. I pray, God, even for these new converts that have surrendered their lives unto you. I pray, God, that you will shield them from the devil. I pray, God, that they will find a house of worship, a house of a man or woman of God that is living the life they preach. I pray, God, that you'll pour your spirit out upon them. And God, as they sit as students in the presence of the word, I pray, God, that they will grow thereby, be strong and be diligent, and that they'll be able to walk this walk in triumph. I pray this prayer in the precious name of your dear son. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Give God a hand clap. Push that red button, Joy. And you are now able to give God the glory. Come on, give him glory right now. Ah...